fari obo ko ju inu igbelo eye to farawe igun eyin adiro ninsun eye o le romi nu agbon bomu eye akoko ni ohun le gbe odo tani je foto akoko gun yo je eya lo bimi ekun lo wo mi dagba ologin ni gba mi to bi o se ran lobe won o je Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host Bidemi Ologunde. Eka bosi abala ikeji dinla dota eto owe Yoruba. Uruko mini Bidemi Ologunde. On this episode I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as consistency, boasting, self-respect and humility. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and Yoruba elders worldwide before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so proverb number 1 says, "Eya lo bi mi, ekun lo wo mi dagba." Ologin I was born of a monkey. I was raised by a leopard. I was adopted by a cat, so if there is no meat in the stew, I will not eat it. Eya lo bi mi, ekun lo wo mi dagba. Ologin nigba mi to. Bi o seran lobe I was born by a monkey. I was raised by a leopard. I was adopted by a cat. If there is no meat in the stew, I will not eat it. So this proverb um is a very interesting one and there is so many levels and layers to this proverb. So the first way to look at this is basically saying someone who is raised by animals will go ahead and also eat animals in any stew or any meal this person is eating. simply to say that a tiger does not change the spot um or what's he saying is a leopard does not change the spot a tiger does not change the stripes something of that nature so basically maintaining consistency throughout your lifespan if you are the children of um brave warriors then you simply continue that lineage of brave warriors if you are the children of academics um in modern times those people tend to become academics if you are the children of professional athletes those children tend to become professional athletes so this proverb is simply adding a twist to say that someone who is raised by animals will go ahead and not become a vegan that person will continue eating animals because these animals that were mentioned they tend to eat other animals as well with the exception of maybe monkeys um which is debatable um but of course we know that some monkey families also eat animals for example baboons and orangutans and so on but the word monkey is used as a catchall term um especially in yoruba language and tradition where there is limited types of words to describe an entire family of animals so a monkey is used to describe 
all the families of monkeys a tiger is used to describe all the families of tigers and so on and then the other way to look at this proverb is basically saying these animals are not exactly the ones that are edible for example monkey is not exactly a staple um type of meat leopard um they are valued for their skins and then cats most people don't eat cats either in the modern day times or in the traditional yoruba um times therefore someone who was raised by animals that are not um exactly staple food this person will go ahead and eat other animals that are staple food in their stew and soups and so on so in other words one way to look at this is to say you maintain consistency the type of family you come from would usually shape the future you have and the type of life you have excluding families that conduct illegal um activities on the other hand if you come from a family where things are done in a specific and unique way you don't deviate from that by making yourself um the object of ridicule you go ahead and separate yourself so if you come from a family where they don't eat specific kind of foods then you separate yourself by also not eating specific kinds of foods by making sure that you maintain that pride of your family um if you are for example a professional athlete you simply become a professional athlete you may not stick to maybe basketball you might become a professional athlete in football for example but you still maintain that level of professionalism that level of uniqueness within society so again this proverb has um different layers to it e yalo bi mi ekun lowo mi dagba ologin ni gba mi to bi o seran lobe un o je i was born by a monkey i was raised by a leopard i was adopted by a cat if there is no meat in the stew i will not eat it So the second proverb says eye akoko ni ohun le gbe odo ta ni je fi odo akoko gun yan je the woodpecker boasts that it can carve a mortar who can use the mortar carved by the woodpecker to make pounded yam eye akoko ni ohun le gbe odo ta ni je fi odo akoko gun yan je the woodpecker bird boasts that it can carve a mortar who can use the mortar carved by the woodpecker to make pounded yam so some context is important here um we know the woodpecker bird is the type of bird that basically pecks at wood especially trees to build nests and hide their food and hide their little baby birds and so on so now this woodpecker is boasting that it can carve a mortar so again another context is required mortar and pestle is a traditional kitchen utensil used in yoruba land to primarily make pounded yam they can also be used to make other things they can be used to um, ground nuts and seeds they can be used to make some other food items that require mashing them up but primarily they are used to make pounded yam whereby you boil yam when the yam is soft enough you don't add salt and then you put the yams in the pestle 
in the mortar. <laughs> you put the yams in the mortar and then use the pestle, which is basically a long stick, a longer stick with a rounded end, usually rounded on both ends, but it can also be rounded on one end. So the mortar is a hollowed out piece of wood. And then you use the wooden pestle to pound the yam and then it becomes pounded yam, which is um, a more elastic version of mashed potatoes for our non-Yoruba, non-Nigerian um, listeners. So basically, this woodpecker that basically knows how to peck wood at a high rate of speed to hide its eggs and build nests and basically keep its family safe, this woodpecker is now saying it can also make mortar. If you can look up the picture of mortar and pestle online, this will give you a clearer picture. So the woodpecker is boasting that instead of just pecking wood to hide its egg and build its nest, it can go ahead and make mortar and, you know, sell to whoever is interested in buying its mortar. So now this proverb is now asking a rhetorical question. No one is going to say they would make pounded yam with the mortar that, that was carved by this woodpecker. So in other words, someone who is extremely limited in their abilities cannot exactly amount to much regardless of how much they boast because it is obviously apparent that this person cannot do what they are boasting of being able to do. So, The woodpecker boasts that it can carve a mortar. Who can use the mortar carved by the woodpecker to make pounded yam? So the third proverb I have says, A bird cannot drink the water inside a coconut. A bird cannot drink the water inside a coconut. So we are all familiar with the coconut um, and how there is mysteriously coconut water inside the hard coconut. Um, there's been so many sources of philosophical debate about how did the water get into the coconut? Was it before the coconut was formed? Was it somehow after, maybe through the process of osmosis and so on? However, this proverb is saying a bird, no matter how sharp its beak, cannot drink the water inside the coconut because if it, if any bird tries to attempt it, it's going to lose its beak. It's going to suffer maybe some concussion. It's basically going to hurt itself. And at the end of the day, not being able to even drink the water inside the coconut. So it's a warning to basically say we shouldn't attempt the impossible. Some things are probable. Some things are possible. Some things are outrightly impossible. So that self-awareness of knowing what's possible and probable and impossible is a vital skill to have. A bird cannot drink the water inside the coconut.
So proverb number four says, "A yeto Whatever bird emulates the vulture will find itself behind the cooking hearth. A yeto Whatever bird emulates the vulture will find itself behind the cooking hearth. So another context is important here. We all know the vulture is a type of bird that eats dead animals. So this comes with some specific kind of stigma, especially in Yoruba tradition, where a vulture is seen as a taboo in even most cases, whereby if you sight a vulture, if a vulture is seen anywhere, that means there's a dead animal nearby. Additionally, vulture signifies death. Simply because they're associated with eating dead animals. If someone has a dream and they see vultures, it means the person is most likely going to die or there's going to be a death in the family, someone close to the person having the dream or the person himself or herself. And also, vulture signifies um, bad omen. So it may not even be death that is about to occur. It could simply just be bad luck is about to happen or bad luck has happened, but you don't realize it yet and so on. So vultures are basically not nice animals to see around or associate with. And the way vultures behave, nobody likes to even eat them because of the stigma as well as the fact that they eat dead animals, meaning all the germs in the dead animals are inside their guts and their flesh is most likely contaminated. So even other animals don't like to eat vultures, not to mention human beings. So we now see this proverb saying, any bird that emulates the vulture, that wants to be like the vulture, will find itself in a pot of soup nearby. Meaning vultures when they eat dead animals, they basically strut around knowing that no animal can eat them. They can just, you know, hang around as much as they want. Unlike other birds that are eager to fly away once a human is nearby or an animal that can eat them is nearby, the vulture knows that nobody can touch it. Therefore, they take their time, spend as much as they can to finish a dead animal's carcass, then they fly away looking for other carcasses to eat. However, any bird, maybe it's a chicken or turkey, that tries to do that, maybe the chicken is eating corn and it's taking its time to eat corn, that chicken will not survive the end of that cornmeal because there are so many animals that are interested in eating chicken, not to mention human beings who are also interested in transporting a live chicken into a nearby pot of soup. So any bird, whether chickens, turkeys, pigeons, doves, and so on, that tries to act like the vulture, strutting around, parading itself, thinking it's untouchable, like the vulture, will find itself in a nearby pot of soup. So what this basically means is, those who have everything to lose should not emulate those who have nothing to lose. The vulture has nothing to lose. It's not afraid of dying because an animal that would kill a vulture, that means there is an apocalypse going on and there is no other source of food ever. 
that's when you find an animal eating a vulture, much less human beings. They don't even want to think about a vulture, much less see a vulture. So the vulture in that regard has nothing to lose. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not afraid for your life, then that's the ultimate sign of having nothing to lose. So animals, birds, humans who have everything to lose should not behave like the vulture who has nothing to lose. Whatever bird emulates the vulture will find itself behind the cooking earth. So the last proverb for this episode says, The monkey's showing off is limited to the confines of the forest. The monkey's showing off and arrogance and boasting is limited to the confines of the forest. So one may be esteemed in one's locality and be quite unknown in another locality. And this is very common in every culture, every tribe, everywhere in the world. This proverb is basically likening the behavior of a monkey. Um, we know how monkeys do. They swing from branch to branch and act like they can fly and they basically show off their agility and their quick speed and it's difficult for an animal to pin down the monkey to eat it except a very cunning and tricky animal so whenever you now have a monkey showing off all of that showing off is not visible outside of that forest where the monkey lives so a whale in the ocean doesn't even know of the existence of the monkey um, some other animals maybe crocodiles in a swamp are not aware of this monkey showing off in a forest somewhere so this is a reminder that whatever successes we have it's basically limited to our circle of family and friends it's limited to our maybe geographical location it's limited to our social circle and so on so we have cases where there are successful entrepreneurs or famous musicians who are literally unknown in another country or another continent even the most famous person is unknown in an uncontacted tribe for example in the deep amazon jungle in brazil the tribes of people that live there probably don't have an idea who barack obama is um, they don't know who madonna or substitutes any famous sports um personality or musician or politician and so on so one may be esteemed in one's locality and be quite unknown in another the monkey's showing off is limited to the confines of the forest so that's all i have for this episode 48 of the yoruba proverbs podcast Thanks for listening.